Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jarvin. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. Welcome back to the Dangerous Jarvis Podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our last pod of the year. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, the company is releasing us for two weeks uh, and then realizing their mistake and rehiring us at the beginning of January. Yep, yep. We're going to be future endeavored for about two weeks. So enjoy whoever they replace us with. Um, they probably won't show up to work for two weeks. Savio Vega, most likely. <laughs> Savio Vega, most likely. <laughs> Yeah, most likely Savio Vega. Maybe Hornswoggle. Who knows? <laughs> That'd, now, be can you That'd be a team. I was going to say, can, can you imagine that that uh, podcasting duo right there? Yeah, now I'm hoping they don't replace us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, normally, since this is the last pod of the year, we normally kick it off with the wrestler of the pod. Mm-hmm. But last year, for the last pod of the year, we didn't do a wrestler of the pod we kind of paid homage to those wrestlers who had passed in 2020. So now we're going to do the same thing for 2021. So no wrestler of the pod this week. Instead, our wrestler of the pods is going to be those who passed in the year 2021 within the wrestling industry. Um, So with that being said, I'm just going to run down these names and we could just do a quick moment of silence for them or something. Uh, you have Bobby Eaton, you have Butch Reed, Daphne, Jim Crockett Jr., Jody the Assassin Hamilton, mm-hmm. New Jack, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, Barry Orton, and Black Jack Lanza. So those are the names of the people who passed in the wrestling industry within the year 2021. So as always, we're going to send prayers to their families, to their friends and their fans and anybody that was affected by this. It's always a sad thing. Hopefully 2022, we don't have any and we can just have a great year of professional wrestling. Uh, So now with that being said, uh, We're going to jump right into our regularly scheduled programming. Um, Let's jump into ROH, shall we? You think think it'd be a good thing if we jump into ROH first? Uh, Yeah, it's a good place to start. All right, so we're going to start with ROH. We're we're not going to run through everything. We're just going to touch on some of the uh, more important things. Uh, They just had their final battle pay-per-view, which is going to be their last show of the year and their last show until I believe it's April of 2022. Okay. Um, Now this is really a sad thing, man, because ROH has brought us a lot of great moments and we're not used to seeing them take a huge hiatus like this. I know they took a little one during COVID, but this is just a, this is just a sad thing for the business. Uh, Before we run down their final battle pay-per-view, Stevie Jobber, I just want to ask you what's, one of your top ROH moments that you can remember? Um, ever? 
Yeah, ever. It, it can it can be something that you know you've seen live or something that you just watched, and just something that sticks out to you as like a favorite moment of yours. Um, as far as moments go, I think um, because I watched the documentary on them uh, to really learn to really do my homework, or uh, and this was a long time ago. Um, I think my favorite moment would probably be uh, December 19, 2009. Uh, it was the day that Kevin Steen turned on El Generico mm. and started a rivalry that spanned the next decade, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. over now, for now, I guess, but yeah, for about a decade, it was they would always find their way back in the ring with each other. Uh, for you, for those that don't know, it was um, Kevin Steen, it's Kevin Owens, El Generico, Sami Zayn. Um, back in ROH, um, they were the best of friends uh, until one night Kevin Steen just snapped. Uh, he felt like he was carrying El Generico and they went on to have one of the greatest ROH rivalries uh, in the history of the business, introducing um, the ROH television title, uh, interestingly enough. Um, they had like a battle of the ladders match where uh, there was a pretty amazing pile driver Kevin Steen did to El Generico through the ladder. Um, just insane spots. Uh, pure blood fest, but that night that he turned on him uh, in December of 20, uh, 2009 at a final battle, funny enough, too, um, is probably one of the craziest moments. Yeah, that, that's definitely a good moment. Uh, that was on my short list. I'm not going to lie. That was on my short list of top moments for me. Uh I'm going to have to say my favorite moment is a little bit biased, but it's still a moment that sticks out to me because he was one of my favorite people in ROH. Um, so this is around the time Adam Cole is in Ring of Honor and he's with the Bucks. And this is towards the time where he's leaving, going to WWE uh, or NXT, I guess. But they basically have their match they give him the you know somber farewell then kenny omega pops up on the big screen mm. and mm. he officially fires him from bullet club and bring in his replacement which just so happened to be the villain marty Skrull. and that was a huge moment for me because you know me i'm a big marty Skrull fan i've been a fan of the villain for a while now and then him jumping to the bullet club was just a great thing to see and the pop was ridiculous like everybody was like the roof if the roof could have gotten blown off the place it would have gotten blown off the place uh that's just a moment that sticks out for me it's it was a toss-up between that and the adam cole kyle o'reilly feud mm -hmm. where uh, kyle o'reilly wound up winning the roh world title yeah, I remember. I remember watching. I remember watching that myself when they had uh, kicked Adam Cole out of the group. Mm -hmm. Very pivotal moment. Yeah, I remember the feeling too. It was very, very cool. 
Yeah, so they definitely had some great moments. Uh, it sucks to see them take this hiatus, but hopefully they're able to come back and do some damage. And judging by the results of the final battle show, it may it kind of looks like they might be coming back just after their hiatus because they left they left a lot of storylines, I guess, unfinished in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those being their uh, tag team championship feud, I guess, potentially. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, the Briscoes ended up winning the tag titles and becoming 12-time Ring of Honor tag team champions, which is kind of a ridiculous stat when you think about it. 12-time yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they've been the mainstay tag team in Ring of Honor for over a decade now, I think. And so they won the tag titles and they were attacked by FTR. Now, what FTR, an AEW tag team, is doing popping up at a Ring of Honor show, I don't know. But I guess this means that while they're on a hiatus... Who knows? Maybe the Briscoes can pop up in AEW and return the favor. Well, yeah. Um, word on the street is um, FTR considers themselves um, the greatest tag team uh, in the industry today, which is no surprise. But they had said that because they faced everyone and beaten everyone, um that they can think of the only tag team left that they would want out of the great tag teams they've faced and beaten over the years is the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if the Briscoes end up showing up in AEW. And that's gonna be a great thing for them because you know, not a lot of people know about the Briscoes or have eyes on Ring of Honor, but the Briscoes can go. Like, them boys can do some work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. getting them on an actual TV program, like, you know, on an actual primetime network, that's going to be great. Like, and especially with the match, the type of matches AEW puts together for their tag teams. Like, remember when they just did uh, the Bucks versus uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Imagine the Briscoes in a match like that with FTR or with the Young Bucks or even even with Penta and Phoenix. Yeah, it'd be amazing to see what they can do with all these new tag teams. Mm-hmm. And it, it's essentially aside from aside from the Bucks, I think it's basically like a whole new ball game for them. It's a whole yeah. new uh, crop of talent. Yeah, as far as I can remember, the Bucks are the only people they've uh, they would have went with. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely going to be a great thing to see them on an AEW network. Uh, another thing was uh, we had a rare sighting of somebody we haven't seen in quite a long time. And I know Mrs. Jobber is probably going to be pretty excited about this because mm-hmm. EC3 showed up and he freed his Titan, who just so happened to be Braun Strowman mm. or Adam Share as he's going now. Yeah, Titan is officially debuted. I don't know where Titan's going after this, but yeah. That's why I was saying I I kind of hope that they come back from this hiatus because him and Ring of Honor 
that puts a whole new target on Ring of Honor as well because you have a former WWE world champion mm-hmm. in your company now. Like, not many people can say that they have a former WWE champion or Ring of Honor. I don't think they can say that they've had a former WWE world champion in their show, like in their company. Usually yeah, it's the other only way future. around. Yeah, <laughs> usually only future. Yeah, world champions. usually it's the other way around. WWE has the former Ring of Honor world champion. Mm-hmm. so I mean that's going to be pretty crazy to see I think him and Ring of Honor is going to be great because he can mix it up with a lot of great people he he has maybe he has more creative freedom over there to do as he pleases with his character and I mean as far as it looks right now I, I like it I like, the, I like the whole Titan gimmick yeah yeah I think Titan's a perfect name um, I was wondering what name he was going to go with I like Titan, as long as yeah. he didn't go with his actual name. Yeah, and I think uh, the fact that he's able to work with his friends more, like he, he's able to work more with EC3, who has a great mind for, you know, storytelling and character work. You just weren't able to see it in WWE. Uh, it'll be great. Um, and then who knows? You could potentially bring more of his friends over there. Like you could probably get Buddy over there. You could probably get a uh, Rockstar Spud to pop back up with him. So they, they could do some great stuff over there for real. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the members of if this is a team. Um I wouldn't be surprised if the members um start to change as people decide where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um but I would love for Wesley Blake and um and Rockstar Spud to be like staples of the of the team after everyone else figures out where they're going because Wesley Blake doesn't have much of a direction and uh, Rockstar Spud and EC3 together just are you know they just make sense. Yeah, they're they're kind of like comedic gold in a way. Mm-hmm. Especially if you do this, if you keep going with this uh, free the narrative gimmick where you keep doing like your your vignettes. You, you could potentially do some great stuff with these vignettes and actually making a story and doing it well. Yeah, also, I would just, I would love to see, before you move on, I would love to see um, Spud do a promo talking about how he's not a, he's not a, a maverick, he's a fucking rock star. Oh my God, that Because the pop would be amazing. Like, <laughs> he'd blow the roof off of the place. Well, I forget where he was just at. I know he just, I know his 90 days are up because he just did a show and he came out like as a, he came out as Spud and doing his rock star thing. And I forget what theme song he used. Uh, I think it was halfway there. Where he's like, whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> oh. Like they, they, they use that song. Gotcha. Uh, and also, they had their main event, which was supposed to be Jonathan Grisham versus Bandito mm-hmm. for the ROH World Title. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, Bandito caught COVID, and I guess this was within his uh, his like AAA trip because I know he was mm-hmm. doing like a Fatal Five Way. It was like supposed to be him, um, Bobby Fish, and a few other people, but. Mm-hmm. So they had a can they had to axe that match and they needed a replacement. So they went with tried and true, old reliable, black machismo, Jay Lethal. Mm. Which isn't himself. 
which isn't a bad main event for your last Ring of Honor show. Arguably better. Yeah, I was going to say arguably better. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like their version of the once in a lifetime of the past and the uh, present slash future, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that ended with your boy, Jonathan Grisham, defeating his teacher and becoming the ROH world champion. I mean, it's a, it's a storybook, essentially. Yeah, the 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 student has become the master in that sense of the word. Yeah, and if there was if there was any time to pull the trigger on who's the future of ROH, especially with Lethal going to uh, AEW and whatnot, mm-hmm. this was the time to do it. And Grisham um, was the perfect guy to take the mole um, and to hold the belt. And essentially, um, some very interesting news I found out after the event. Grisham plans on defending the title during the ROH hiatus. Ooh. Um, yeah. And he released a statement saying that um, he's always felt like, uh, previous to this, he was ROH's pure uh, wrestling champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so after following the event, after he won the belt, he said that he had always felt like ROH had disrespected the art of pure wrestling by always having it as a last resort. Mm-hmm. Arguable, but okay. He said, that being said, he's defending the ROH title during the hiatus. Um, and he's only defending it under pure wrestling rules. Mm. Yeah. So I have the three pure, uh, the three pure wrestling rules, just in case people are not familiar. So number one, uh, each wrestler has three rope breaks to stop submission holds and pinfalls during a match. After a wrestler exhausts his rope breaks, submission and penitips under the ropes, by the opponent are considered legal. Two, there are no closed fist punches to the face allowed in a pure match. Only Mm -hmm. open-handed slaps or chops to the face are allowed. Punches to other body parts, um, except for low blows, are permitted. The first use of a closed fist could get a warning. The second, uh, the wrestler will be penalized by a rope break. If he is already out of rope breaks, he will be disqualified. And three, a wrestler is subject to a 20 count by the referee if the wrestler goes to the floor. Yeah. So you have 20 seconds to get up. You have uh, three rope breaks for submission or pinfall. After that, it's all legal. And should you use closed fist, you will get a warning, penalized, or disqualified. So essentially, you could win by TKO. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking, man, there's so many great people outside of Ring of Honor that he could have great matches with. Man, with, with just the with just that rule set. Man, just the third rule. Hmm. Well, the second, I, I, yeah, you're right. Considering all three, that makes certain people very dangerous. 
that makes Zach Saber Jr. very dangerous threat. That makes Brian Danielson very big threat. That makes would, strong style fighters, Kenny Omega, uh, uh, Okada, uh, who's somebody else is very strong style. Um, Kenta, even. Very, I was going to say, there's a uh, certain somebody whose contract is just has just ended that would be perfect for that kind of match. But, um, you know, it, it, it might be a little undisputed to say, but, you know, mm. th- th- there's mm. a certain somebody somewhere. Ooh, that, that's a good, yeah. 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 And AEW, I think Tony Khan is, I think Tony, speaking of the other guy, uh, yeah, who's, um, speaking of the other guy who who also has very strong, very technical, a lot of grappling moves, a lot of hard hits, very educated feet. There's some good, there's some good guys, some good guys. I like it, man. But Grisham, Grisham is no slouch. No, not at all. Grisham and if he definitely. can go, if you give him a license to go anywhere and everywhere to defend that belt, man. Dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. He can but pop I, up in A. I was going to say AEW, MLW. Like, there, there, there's yep. no telling where this dude can't go and it's, have a great match. Especially since MLW now has an open door policy. Mm-hmm. You, could very, you could very well see Jonathan Grisham going there with the ROH title. And just who wants it? You know what I mean? And he could Will Ospreay could come out. Jeff Cobb could come out. Jacob Fatu could come out. You never know. Yeah. Never or, know. or he could or he could go link up with Wifey and go right over to uh go right over to Impact. Yep. I th- I like it. I mean, and essentially I think Tony Khan is is lending a hand to ROH people as well. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they work in um the ROH title not exclusively but I wouldn't be surprised if they work in the ROH title like they did the NWA women's title with Thunder Rosa yeah you could because you don't really need to make because even though it's a world title you don't have to showcase it as the main title Mm. you could still use it in a sense of like all right this will be like not our main event title but it won't be our mid-card match either it'll be like right in the right in the in the middle spot it'll be like right right before main event picture it can be something really good for the workhorses in the back yeah it it could kind of be like your utility title Mm -hmm. so i could see i could see that um having its own spot in the show and you'll definitely get some main events out of that um probably not a main event on like the pay-per-views but they mm-hmm. have title matches on the show. It's all the time. And they have their like, um, they're like show pay-per-views where it's not a pay-per-view, but it's like, you know. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- I think that would be the best showcasing for it because then it's on regular TV. You don't have to pay for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That'll be a better, that'll be a better showcasing for the ROH title. Yeah. Like winter is coming. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, stuff like definitely. that. So it, it'll, I think it could find its way into that and on the other sites um, going worldwide with it. It could even go down to AAA and find some technical people down there that'll go at it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, damn, I might even forgot about that. Yeah, so so it's, it's no telling what could happen. Yeah, I like it. Definitely. Uh, so that's basically everything I had on Ring of Honor. Uh, 
I'm gonna jump to NXT before we jump to AEW because I know there's something in AEW that has you really excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the AEW news is like my biggest thing. Yeah, so we're gonna I'm gonna knock out the quick two things I have for NXT. Uh we just talked about Ring of Honor and you know their mass releasings and you know their their hiatus. Um two people from NXT are officially out of a contract and not because they were released, but just so just because, you know, their contracts had expired naturally. Mm-hmm. And that's Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, what do you think the, what do you think a potential course of action for Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly could be? Cause I think personally, it'll be two different, it'll be two completely different routes. But I just want your opinion on that's what you that's think what I believe. Um, I'll be for them. I have no idea where Johnny's gonna go. Um, I have one place in particular, or two places in particular, that I think he would fit right in. Um, but as for Kyle, I I. 110% think he's going to AEW to attack the tag team division with Redragon because Bobby Fish is waiting in the wings. They haven't given him anything yet. He's getting TV time, but not prominent TV time. Mm-hmm. They have they have no story for him. He's just kind of there when they need him. But if he was there with O'Reilly and they formed Redragon the tag division is in trouble. So, and right now they need a little spark in the tag division. The FTR thing and Lucha Bros thing is coming to an end. And um, uh, the pride and the powerful are just finding their feet to go go somewhere and do some things and make their name, their impact and reestablish who they are. Um, Trent and uh, Tucker just got back together. Mm-hmm. Um, the blade and the beard, or I think they're they might be breaking up. I'm not even sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, the the Dark Order is just you know just finding their way back together. Like the tag division is secretly in shambles. The matches are so good that you can't really tell. But but the tag division is kind of in, in shambles yeah. aside from um, the Bucks. FTR and the Lucha Bros. Pretty much. Uh, and maybe like uh Jurassic Express, but they're wrapped in single storyline. So it's not really Yeah, they're, they're they're all in their own little little thing right now. So they need another really solid tag team um while they're finding their feet, and Redragon would be absolutely perfect. I 100 percent agree. I I see Kyle definitely going to AEW. Um, when exactly, I don't know. Maybe he just pulls an Adam Cole and just jumps right back into the fire in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if he takes a week, two weeks, a month, if he just, you know, gets some rest and then goes back. Yeah. I don't know if they have a tag team, uh, a tag team, uh, battle Royal that matters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And um and there's a wild card tag team, and Redragon is the wild card. Mm-hmm. That's how they normally do wild cards. 
Um, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea. You're right. Wild, they usually use them for debuts. Yeah, like the wild card, uh, the wild card tag team battle royal. That wouldn't mm-hmm. be a bad idea at all. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do it that way because that's usually their way of introducing new talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's coming. He's coming for those tag belts. I see it. Yeah. Now, yeah, Johnny, I, I, Johnny, I do not, I'm not entirely sure. Because Johnny fits in a couple places, but I, I, it's it, nothing is for certain. Like, I don't see any place that is, like, yearning for a Johnny Gargano right now. Don't get me wrong. Johnny Gargano is an amazing talent. He's a great superstar, and any company would be lucky to get him. I don't see Johnny Gargano going anywhere. In the sense of, I don't, I think he stopped wrestling for a little bit. That too. Johnny is about to be a dad. I think Johnny's going to stop wrestling for a little bit for like a year or so. Yeah. Uh, He's going to spend some time with the new baby and Candace. Yeah. You know, get, get that, get some time to see all the good stuff with his newborn. Mm -hmm. And then I think he'll come back to wrestling. And as bad as it sounds, I have him going right back to NXT. Are you serious? I think he goes right back to NXT. I don't want him to go back to NXT. I would like him to go to another company. I would too. But I I, I see Johnny as too much of a loyal guy in the sense of, you know, like Triple H has a way with getting well, well, a hold of people and making making them company guys in a sense. And I think if Triple H comes back and he's still quote unquote running NXT using air quotations, like they say he is, I think Johnny comes right back. Cause you see how it was with Joe, they fired Joe. And then a month later, Hunter was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. He's coming back with me. And, and Joe's got- not regretting it at all. And Joe just came right back to Hunter because he was like, all right, you know what? I'm a Hunter guy. I'm with you. Let's go. I mean, Grant I don't Joseph. know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H just never comes back. <laughs> that yeah, sounds that, so that devastating, but I could definitely see Hunter being just bowing out completely and pulling a, Sean, a, a, a Shane McMahon. Yeah, especially if, you know, those rumors that are swirling have any truth to them. I, if I'm Hunter, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going, all right, I'll talk to y'all later. Yeah, I'm just going to start a. If I was Hunter, I, I could easily be like, you know what? I'm just going to be, I'm just going to pull a Booker T yeah. and just book my own wrestling school and find something on cable Connecticut TV. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and just. Not even that. I'll go get more eyes on NWA right now and go make NWA. Oh, no, I don't think he'll do that. I think, it, I won't think, he'll, I don't think he'll do that until Vince dies. Maybe it, that sounds terrible, <laughs> but, but but I but I it's the truth. I think Hunter would much rather start his own wrestling school and train his kind of people and um let them make their own decisions and go where they please. Um and he won't settle with uh signing somewhere big or becoming part of a big company's creative team until Vince is dead. Because if he does while Vince is alive and running the company, it'll seem like a slap in the face. 
Um, hey, at this point, Hunter's been getting slapped in the face with everything. And I absolutely agree with that. But like you, Vince you, is also a, a great person. So <laughs> you have to consider, I mean, not Vince, uh, Triple H is also I a was great person. I was great just about person. to say, who? Yeah, that not not Vince. Um, <laughs> Triple H is also a great person. So like, he's not going to fault his father-in-law for doing things that he shouldn't do because he loves him. You show me one. Never mind. But I, I, I do believe that if Vince sells the company that. or if Vince dies, or Hunter, Hunter, will go some, Hunter will go to some big promotion to start doing work for them instead. Because we all know, as the, as the rumors are swirling, they're saying when Vince steps down, it's not going to be Hunter that's taking the reins. It's going to be none other than Nick Khan. Yeah. And, you know, we're all just so head over heels in love with everything Nick Khan has been doing for the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Khan has done nothing but greatness for the world of WWE and NXT. And I got. So I don't see it. I can tell you what, if, if Johnny stays and nothing changes, he's an idiot. And I love Johnny, but. I'm not holding back on that. You would be an idiot. I mean, the money would probably be great considering all the people who won't be there to make money. Um, but yeah, yeah you know, Tommaso's going to leave. I can, know, this... I can guarantee you Tommaso is leaving. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I for can... a second Tommaso is following for any of that crap. Yeah, no. He is I, gone. I think, think Tommaso is just there right now to help as much as he can before that contract runs out yeah before that contract runs out because once that contract you know once the clock strikes midnight i think he's i think he's he is out of here i think i think he'll be uh if ring of honor starts back up i think he'll be roh i can i can tell you exactly what's gonna happen is he's gonna get um he's gonna get maybe two three months out and his phone is going to start ringing off the hook. Yeah, I, I think Tommaso is going to hit a Tommaso going to hit a Randy stage where he just stops caring. I think Tommaso, uh, when his contract is coming up, is going to have a free pass to go anywhere he would like to go, and they will welcome him with open arms because for years he has been one of the greatest talkers greatest in-ring performers and put on some of the greatest matches that uh, of NXT history. As a heel and a face, too. As so a heel and a face. He's, both, he's on been, both sides of the coin. He has been the total package since the day he put Johnny's head through that uh, through that uh, uh, side Titan Tron. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the greatest, and he's trained. He's been mentored by one of the greatest, trained by the same guy Triple H has been trained by, gone at it with some of the greatest names uh, to come through NXT. I think he'll have a free pass anywhere because I mm-hmm. think I think anybody that he asks in the back, what do you think about Tommaso Ciampa? They're going to be like, you absolutely have to get him. He's amazing. Say, yeah. 
yes. It's just going to be yes. No, no questions. Just yes. He's amazing. He's, you got to get him. I mean, he just does so much for everybody. He can, mm -hmm. he, and it, and it doesn't matter where you put him. Exactly. Like you could have him, you could have, he's one of those guys where if he left and his 30 days went up and he debuted on impact and just decided I'm going to make the X division title, the most important title on this show. The mm -hmm. very next day, the impact, the X, the X division title is going to become the most important title on that show. Exactly. And, and, and he can, he can kick off the show or he can main event the show or he can do anything in between. Don't matter where you gonna, put him. And it's going to be great. So for Johnny, I, 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 I'm not, I do agree that he's probably going to take some time off immediately um i i could definitely see him um being a dad for a year um doing what he's got to do and then when he's ready i could see him going to impact i could see him going to mlw and staying there for a year or two um I don't know. I, I I don't really see a place for him in AEW the way it's being run right now. Yeah. Um, but Impact definitely and MLW definitely maybe NWA, but I don't really think it's his fit. Um, I, I, could, I could see ROH if ROH comes back from the hiatus. Yeah, I don't even see him really in New Japan. I could see him in AAA if he like really wanted to do it. But like Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor, yeah, and and yeah, and and just some random spots on the Indies and maybe AAA every now and then. Yeah. Um. So also one one quick thing I want to touch on too for NXT as well, uh, Parker Bordeaux, who is now known as Harland, will be making his debut this Tuesday. Um, they've officially made me not care about this dude that was supposed to be a monster. Yeah. I, I, and I think that, I think that's just the, the stigma of new NXT. I, I struggle to care about anyone unless I'm heavily invested in them and I'm no longer heavily invested in Harland. You have to try really hard to care about anyone and i i'm being very harsh on wwe right now well no, full disclosure yeah, like but for but for good reason for great sure, reason full, because full i'm pretty sure majority of the listeners would feel the same way well like full disclosure like i've i've tried but like i i can't watch it for for extended periods of time and mm -hmm. I try to keep tabs on everything. And of course we do this pod every week. I'm going to keep tabs on everything I have to, but uh, I tried, like if something big is going to happen, I've been keeping tabs. I'll watch the full show at least to see the part I'm really excited about. And every single time I watch it, I'm like, Oh, this is terrible. Like, yeah. like 
just please hurry up and get to the part I came for. Mm-hmm. And I'll loop back to this when we get into our AEW news because it's it's very two different, two totally different things. Um, I did that this week with NXT. I did that this week with AEW Rampage, and I did it with WWE SmackDown this week. And mm-hmm. two out of the three, I watched the entire time. Like, man, this is this is bad. Yeah, this uh, this is uh, what are we even doing right now? What is this? Yeah. I mean, as like, far as it go- like-, like as far as like as far as for me personally, there's really only two people I think that uh, I think that I'm invested in, and that's just because, like you said, you have to try really hard to be invested in them. And mine is mine are Zion Quinn. Who's known as uh, who was Daniel v- Daniel Vido, mm-hmm. um, and the other one is Sifa Fatu, mm-hmm. or Sifa or Sifa uh, Sola Sokol. Sola Sokol, yeah. Look, see, and I can't even get his new name right. Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's Sola Sokol, and it's uh, um, I can't even say that. I'd be lying to myself. Like I'm, I'm, I'm halfway, and I'm halfway, um. I'm halfway interested, invested in uh, Rick Steiner or Braun Breaker. I can't even get invested in him no but more. But this because... is this is the thing. I'm only half invested because his future is predetermined. Like they've cleared him as the John Cena of NXT. So I I I already know he's going to succeed. Like it's they don't make it hard by any means to 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 figure out who's the future of this show. Um, so I can't. It's not like I'm invested in his future to see if he's going to succeed. I already know. Um, but if I see like a promo here and there, I'm like, ah, let's let's see how much he sounds like his pop this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I'm halfway involved in that, and then with the solo Sakura thing. I'm really just keeping tabs to make sure they don't mess him up. Um, and then once they mess him up, I'll probably just not watch and get all my information from Duke. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I'm getting some some new news oh, no. shown to me on my phone. What? And and remember how last week we talked about WWE doing their, their uh, name image likeness program? Well, mm-hmm. now they believe that they have found their new Bella Twins. Already? Already, from the name, image, likeness program. Did you just got your first recruits? And now they believe they have found their new Bella Twins. Well, you better hope they marry some people that know how to, <laughs> that know how to teach them. Because um, that's the only reason the Bella Twins are the Bella Twins. May I remind you guys, they <laughs> were never good. Like, watch them before they dated who they dated. They were never good. Like, no, it was not until they got with the one technical wrestler that showed them how to be really technical and the other powerhouse guy that showed them how to be great powerhouses. They were never good before the men that they chose to 
marry or get engaged to and then break up with after they were willing to give them everything that they asked for. They were n- and, they were never good. And ironically enough, the one who got with the technical wrestler is the one that still hurts or still hurted people. Yeah, after and then, right. And then they, they were the good. They left, came back, and were terrible again. Like. like <laughs> Like that that was a fall from grace. That was a regression if I ever seen it. And she used to be the better one. Now it's sad for me to say that Nikki Bella is the better wrestler of the two. That's disappointing. You know how disappointing that is? I never for a second thought that when they were using Nikki to erase AJ Lee's name from history. Because that's what they oh, were doing, oh, by the way. I'm oh. sorry. I'm. I'm. Am I exposing the business? Oh, oh. I'm sorry, guys. The only reason Nikki Bella was the longest reigning Divas champion was because AJ was the longest reigning Divas champion before that. Oh, I'm that sorry to break it to you. That she was only there to break a record. Sorry. Wow. I'm sorry if you're crying right now. I'm sorry you invested so much into somebody who never even knew what they wanted for themselves. I'm sorry. I'm we, sorry. We coming out swinging in the last podcast. That yeah, we're never getting on a Bella's podcast ever. <laughs> I just ruined that for us. <laughs> well, since we're over here bashing NXT and breaking news of the new Bella twins, let's get into some more some more somber, or not somber, somber is not the right word. Let's get into more exciting news, more happy news, if, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, over in AEW, oh my some, God. Exci- Here we go. some exciting stuff happened. Stevie Jobber, I know this was a moment for you that you've been waiting for for quite some time. You've been patiently waiting like a good little student, and you have gotten your moment. And why don't you tell the people, what has you so excited from this past week in Man, wrestling? The number one moment in this week in wrestling, if you've been living under a rock, is the debut of the future of this business. And his name is Hook. All right. Now, not Rufio. Hook. Not, not Rufio. Hook. Hook. Uh, uh, so let me just start this by saying Taz is one of the greatest underrated wrestlers of all time damn skippy well not philly's only i think he's actually from like new york and new jersey but yeah one of uh uh philly's most beloved characters is is taz the suplex machine mm-hmm. one of the most dangerous men walking the planet in the 90s okay he has a son that is smoother and i don't know if he gives less of a fuck but it is equal to it is equal to Hmm. uh he certainly gives just as many fucks as his father gave about your life um he is an amazing young man who has been waiting in the wings for i can't tell you how long just folding his arms chewing his gum messing with his hair that looks like he's never combed it a day in his life, just waiting for the opportunity, waiting for the moment somebody would try him. And about a month or two ago, thank God for CM Punk, 
because hmm. he cut a promo on the fly because it definitely wasn't scripted that he said this telling Taz to send his men in he said send willpower will hobbs never been a fan of that guy send <laughs> ricky starks good name whatever send hook and the place lost their mind thank god for cm punk for saying what we were all thinking somebody send hook this man has had the most hype behind him probably of any other son's wrestler <laughs> like of any other of any other second generation wrestler uh just waiting in the wings we have been we have been biting our fingernails at the edge of our seats waiting for this young man to step in the ring and i heard that i didn't even know this was happening i heard this midweek uh-huh. hook is debuting on rampage can i tell you i knew no other match on that card i, I think i was the one who broke it to you too that hook was showing up on that but he was going to wrestle on rampage sir, sir can i tell you i didn't even know what was happening that night <laughs> i didn't said, know it was one thing i didn't know what was on. happening on smackdown i forgot smackdown was on friday nights <laughs> <laughs> all i knew was hook is debuting tonight and i have got to see it mm-hmm. and i saw it i saw it late i saw it maybe an hour and 15 minutes after it happened um because that you you know you had sometimes you got to fight for tv time um but i'm in there and it's uh uh, because it had just aired they don't let you fast forward so i had to watch the show (laughs) oh dear this is where i circle back um can i tell you that not knowing anything about what was going on on AEW rampage that night i was interested and impressed by every single match leading up to <laughs> total opposite of NXT. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, total opposite of an NXT or Monday Night Raw. Just NXT was waiting really long for a special moment that ended up being a letdown. Pretty much. I walked in the AEW Rampage, forced to watch these matches until Hook debuted, and they knew what the fuck they were doing because they saved until second to last. Uh-huh just in case it didn't work out, but it did. Um, I watched every match, didn't know it was happening. One of them was a championship match. Very impressive, (laughs) of course, because AEW is always great at delivering, even if you don't know what's on the card. Uh So I watched two or three great matches, and then Hook comes out. Can I tell you, the other other guy didn't even make an entrance. He was just in the ring. They knew how serious this moment was. Yep. Hook's music came on. Action Bronson did his theme song. Mm -hmm. Let's go, young man. He comes comes walking out here. Young Padawan. He comes walking out here in boots, boxing shorts, and taped up hands ready for a goddamn fight with Hook in Taz font, classic Taz ECW font across mm-hmm. his boxing shorts. Plus, just the hype with, with, with the gum in his, still chewing the gum, 
no, no still no smiles. He was all business. Tads was on commentary trying to compose himself, even though I know he was fighting crying on the commentary table. Because yeah. The moment they saw Hook, they lost their mind. Yeah. Like this man came and the hype was real. And he comes in and he does exactly what a young heel should. He gets in the ring, doesn't hit a post. He goes right to his corner and turns his back on his opponent. Just, yes. Uh Yes. This is heel work. This is character work. The whole place here for you, blowing up for you, and you couldn't give a damn. Bell rings. Can I tell you, this kid is technical. He's fast. He's smooth. He does great grappling. He does judo. Uh He does suplexes. He is the total goddamn package. And when there was a break in the action, he knew how to hype the crowd. First time he gets a rope break, he does what a good heel does, and he holds until the four count. Gets Uh up and gets right in the ref's face like, what the fuck? fuck are you doing this is my moment you better back the fuck up Uh (laughs) this kid had me out my seat trying not to yell at the tv at 12 at night (laughs) (laughs) this man was doing everything perfectly finishes the guy with the cleanest tightest taz mission i've ever seen in my life doesn't let him go Taz mission proud. Which I hear through the grapevine, this this is taken out of like I don't I don't know where I I don't, I don't even remember where I got this information. So if it's not true, it's not true. But I hear that he's renaming the Taz mission Red Rum. Because Ooh. yes, and his life. Um, but he doesn't let go of the guy until he feels like it. Not when the ref tells him and he gets right up, doesn't celebrate, doesn't look at the crowd, leaves the ring and starts walking to the back. Like this is just another day in the office. Uh I love this kid. He showed up to kick ass and chew bubble gum and he was out of bubble gum. So he kicked some ass and then went to the back and got some bubble gum. Yo, I, Dominic Mysterio wishes take, take he could have debuted that crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been that excited to see a kid debut since Dominic, but after seeing Hook debut, I am not invested in any other second generation kid more than Hook. Like, mm-hmm. that kid, if he can talk on the mic, he is money. He is the future of this goddamn company. If he's yeah. good on the mic, he Just is. Just imagine. If they put Send a Hook on a t shirt, that shit might sell out. Yeah. And it might sell out because Stevie Jobber's going to buy them all. <laughs> I might. I might do it. Like, listen. Send the hook was all over. And you know what? You know how I knew I had to see it? I was already going to see it that night. But you know how I knew I had to see it as soon as possible? Because it wasn't more than an hour and a half after it happened. I couldn't go on social media. Mm-hmm. Hook was all over the internet. He like he went viral, basically. Yeah. At least in the wrestling world. Like, like um, 
I, I kept scrolling. I was trying to scroll past videos, pictures. I didn't want to see anything about the match. And I saw somebody's status just saying, Hook does not suck. And I was like, I, I got to go see Hook. I got I to uh-huh. find how I can get the TV right now because I can't, I can't live another day. Yeah, this is something I got to see for myself, like right now. And this kid, not only does he not suck, he's awesome. Yep. Like just his his dad i know his dad was was trying to help from from crying tears the crowd chanted hook is gonna kill you mm-hmm. like Do- dominic wishes what more what more like crowning achievement can you get your first night hook is mm-hmm. gonna kill listen hook does not have a very intimidating frame guys no that means his work was so good they thought he could kill this man. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like his, his pop had to be holding back tears the entire time. I know he was he was on cloud nine. Yeah, that was an awesome, that was an awesome sight for sure. Like this man had been waiting his whole life for this moment. He delivered. Uh-huh. So the sky is the freaking limit for this kid. Hook is money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money, 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 money. That definitely has a bright future, especially with AEW. Send um, hook. That's going to be the title of this pod. Send hook. Send hook. And and thank God for CM Punk. <laughs> and thank God for CM Punk because we management would have never known. I think everyone uh, that was a regular fan of AEW had already and a fan of Taz had already been very, very excited for Hook's debut. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that until uh, CM Punk said send Hook that management realized how much money was in Hook. Yeah. So thank God for CM Punk as well. Uh, the last thing I want to get into for AEW is they're in the midst of their TBS title tournament and they're at the final four. So the final four, the semifinals are Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. So with that being said, and those being the semifinal matches, who do you predict will go on to the finals? For this okay. TBS title. One more time. You said Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. And what was Thunder that? Rosa. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. Oh. Um, mm. I got goosebumps. I'm trying to work through the goosebumps to try to figure out who really would I book to win this thing. Um, at least to the finals. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's two big matches, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. This is a spot where I could see any. Well, not any. I could. I could. Three out of the four people in this final four. I would have no no gripes of them winning the TBS title. I wouldn't have a gripe with anybody. Maybe Nyla Rose because y'all didn't really build her, but Yep, that that's exactly what my my opinion was too. Nyla was the only question mark in that final four. 
like I get it because she's Nyla Rose, but also y'all didn't really build her. I mean, she's uh-huh. like a female Kane, but like so you can't really argue with her winning anything. But at the same time, y'all wish she y'all would have built Nyla Rose up for that. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I think Ruby beats Nyla. Uh huh. Which, if you're looking for a comparison, if you've been living under a rock, Ruby versus Nyla, it might be like Jeff versus Umaga, essentially. <laughs> yep, that's a, that, that would be a good comparison. Like, Jeff could win. He's probably the favorite. But if Umaga killed him, you really couldn't argue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Ruby wins. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo. Oh man, it's so hard to bet against Thunder Rosa. It is, but I think I would have to go with Jade. I mean, and I hate to say it, but guys, I'm a, I'm, I'm really, I'm really becoming a big fan of Jade Cargill. Like, absolutely, Storm is proving to be a real force out here. Like. Mm-hmm. She looks just like Storm. Jade Cargo looks like Storm. Um, yeah. yeah, Storm is is doing some fantastic. She is killing these bitches like every week. Yeah, like every week. It's a big. That's a big bitch. That's a big. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. I, I take that back. I didn't. I, I know what you she's, mean. She's she's a she's a very uh, uh, she, she she's quite the physical specimen. She's quite the physical specimen. Um, and she's been laying wreck to a lot, a lot of women in the in the division. Yeah. Um, so I think Jade beats Thunder, be only because it doesn't hurt Thunder to take a loss. It doesn't. But Jade has been building so much momentum; it's almost weird if she loses. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Ruby and Jade. In the finals, in the finals, okay, I can I can agree with you on that. I, I wouldn't be mad if Jade won or if Thunder won. Uh, really, I wouldn't be mad if anybody won their match. But I I just think it, I think it'll be Ruby and Jade. But if mm. it was Ruby and Thunder Rosa, I wouldn't. I, be mad yeah, at I wouldn't it. be mad at it. It's either way. It's still a formidable uh, first champion for CBS. Now the question is this: Do you think Jade beats Ruby Soho? Um, I would. I'd book it. I would book it because I don't want to. I don't want to keep putting. I don't want to put too much into these WWE people that are coming over right away. So I would still give it the Jade, but then mm. I would book. I would book a feud between Jade and uh, Ruby Soho that goes on for quite a, for quite some time. Yes. Cause that's my thing. Like, I don't know. I think Jade wins. And I think the only way Jade doesn't win is if Ruby loses. I mean, it was, is if Ruby beats her in some ridiculous roll up. Mm-hmm. And Jade Cargill loses her mind. And just like rampages her. And rampages her. 
and comes at her Dean Ambrose after Seth Rollins broke up the Shield style. Yeah. Like, I'm coming for your head every time I see you mm-hmm. until I get my title shot. Yeah. Because you should have never beat me. You ruined a perfect record, and I'm going to destroy you every week until I get what I want. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I see her losing. Yeah. Because Jade is a monster. Like, she's a, she's a monster. She's like Diesel in the 90s, in the 80s. (laughs) She's like Diesel. She's like Drew when he was pretending to be Diesel. She's like, she's she's a freaking monster, bro. Like, she's she's incredible. So uh, she, in the way that, like, Nyla Rose is like Kane, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say that she's Kane. I wouldn't even say that she's Big Show. She's like, she's like Psycho Sid when Sid was being like rocket strapped. Like, let's just, let's just hope she doesn't have the same end result as Sid. Oh yeah, please no top ropes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But she's so much more athletic. Like she's, she, yeah. I, I mean, she's an amazing physical specimen. She's like a we- female Bobby Lashley, damn near. Yeah, that would that would actually be the better comparison, right? Like a female Bobby Lashley, she's just a monster in that ring. Mm-hmm. Like she she looks like she looks like you'd break your hand trying to punch her in the abs. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I it doesn't hurt Thunder Rosa to lose to her, and it doesn't hurt Ruby to lose to her. I would just hate that. Uh, once again, we'd be like shorting the people of a Ruby deserve victory, but at yeah. least this time she's getting a title shot. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least for the second time in a row, she got a title shot within like the same two years. Yeah, definitely. So it's a step up, but I, I just can't see Jay losing. They built her too much, too long. Yeah, it's almost I, like the Ty Conti thing. Like, I, and Ty Conti's situation was different. But don't don't talk to me about Ty Conti right now. Okay, right. we it's, we won't we won't talk about it. But they built Jay to a level where if she loses, it would just be it it would be unheard of. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, something good can come out of it, and we can get a uh, we can get a Jade Cargo TBS title uh, TBS title run. Uh, now, with that being said, we're gonna jump into. A couple of things from WWE. There's not much that was exciting this week. Um, Something that definitely wasn't exciting. We got to address the elephant in the room. If we didn't address it, then, you know, we'd probably get called out on it. But uh, Jeff Hardy (laughs) was released uh, because of video surfacing of him, uh, not himself, at a house show. And that is the kindest way I can put it. Now, normally, I wouldn't try to be politically correct here. I would just not give a fuck. But uh, it was it was pretty bad. Um, he was offered help. He was offered counseling. He refused the counseling. And WWE did what they had to do and released him. And quite honestly, it's a shitty situation. You know, hopefully, hopefully he gets the help that he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm WWE, I offer him the counseling and he says no, 
I don't blame them for letting him go. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because, you know, he's he's a role model to a lot of people. Uh, he got clean for a while. Even the people backstage are, you know, they have nothing but nice things to say about him. You know, Big E spoke on it. Damian Priest, Matt Riddle. A lot of people have mentioned uh, uh, mentioned things saying what a kind soul that he was. Um, but if he's not accepting the help, I don't, I don't blame them for cutting. Yeah. Uh, I would say hopefully he can, you know, get better and get back to a, a, a good place in his life and a good place in his mind. But, you know, until then I, I understand what they did. And you know, man, I really hope the rumors aren't true, but yeah, I mean, first, yeah, first and foremost, definitely, you you hope that they're not true. Yeah, so uh, I, I hope the, I hope the rumors aren't true. Uh, but if they are, I I feel I have a suspicion that it might not be that, and hopefully, he was just like really sick or something. Um, again, no, there's no way to really tell. Um, yeah, th th this is something that they're going to definitely keep very, very close to the chest. Yeah, because Matt seems very optimistic about the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would hope that that means the rumors aren't true. But if they are, man, um, we love this guy. And um, I think what I would want most is just for him to be... Um, in a good state of mind, clean and with his family, um, making the best decisions possible for him. Yeah. Um, because, because leaving WWE is one thing, and honestly, most people consider that a plus. Um, but if that was the fashion that he was let go, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the fashion that it happened, it it's definitely a, a gut punch. Yeah, and who, who knows? Maybe some time away from the business does him some good. You know, he can he can get he can get clear. If that was the case, he can get clear. He can focus on his family. He can you know do things that bring him peace, like you know riding his dirt bikes, making his art, making music. Um, there's plenty of things he can do to help get him back level to where he once was while he was clean. If the rumors are in fact true. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I know me personally, when I first heard it and heard everything, I'm not going to lie. I was mad. I was pissed. But after, after, you know, talking and sitting back and getting a, a clearer scope on everything, letting cooler heads prevail, you don't want that to happen to anybody. I mean, yeah, it sucks. Like you shouldn't have done it, but at the end of the day, their health is first and foremost. As long as they can do this, do the things to get healthy and get clean and get back to where they once were, that's what really matters. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, number one at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I, I, I can be mad and bang my head against the wall and curse at him as much as I want, but health is first and foremost. So if he can get clean and, get in the right state of mind and, you know, get back to get back to that Jeff that we know and love, then that's great. That's that, that that's best scenario for him and everybody involved.
Um, but they also there was also some good news that came from this week. I guess it's good news. Um, so on Monday Night Raw, there was a women's title match between Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. And the result was kind of bittersweet, I can say. Um, so Liv lost, which was sad, uh, which kind of was a down a down moment. But the way that she lost made me happy in a sense of it's not over. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't watch Monday Night Raw, they put on a decent enough match to where I wouldn't mind seeing Liv and Becky go at it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was the 16-year or 17-year anniversary of uh, Trish Stratus versus Lita. And mm-hmm. and they kind of paid homage at certain moments in the match. Like, they, they acknowledged it a little bit. But the match ended with a roll-up by Becky Lynch where she held the ropes for the one, two, three count. And now I think this, it's Sunday as we're recording. They might talk about this on Monday. I think this leads to a day one uh, title match again, where Liv comes out victorious. Mm. I don't know, man. I still, (laughs) you don't think it's, I was going to say, you don't, you, you don't think it happens. I still like the whole WrestleMania thing. I mean, so do I. And her but, winning the Rumble, I would love for, but, I, you know, people just don't book things like they used to. So maybe day one, she'll win the belt and honestly, it'll, be, it'll be okay. <laughs> I would prefer she win it at Mania. I would prefer Becky say, you're not getting another shot because um, I beat you, blah, 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 blah. And live, win the Rumble and then beat her at Mania because I feel like it's the best WrestleMania story they could come up with for that title this year in this amount of time. But who am I to say? And you know, I, I agree, but the selfish fan in me, bro, I'm impatient. It's like J.G. Wentworth. It's my money and I need it now. <laughs> I need live as champ now. Like, I need I, live as champ I feel yesterday. You. I, I feel you. I just... I don't know. Call me. Call me. A, I get what a, I, I get. What you're saying. Call me old fashioned. I just like to feel something when people win belts. <laughs> and I don't, uh, hey, me personally, if Liv wins, I'm I'm definitely gonna be feeling something. I'm gonna be ecstatic doing backflip. She could win it on Saturday Night Heat for all I care, or Sunday Night Heat, whatever. And I'll be still doing, and I'll still do backflips. She could win mm-hmm. it on main event for all I care. All right. Well, uh, but I get what you're saying. Mania would be the better, the better alternative, and the better, the better booking thing storyline wise. Yeah, man. I'm sick of. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't, so don't mind me. I'm I'm just an old guy. I'm just <laughs> I'm just some old guy that that is yelling at the young kids saying they never did things right. I was gonna say, are you just an advocate? Yeah, I'm just I'm just an advocate for great writing. All right, well, since you're just an since you're an advocate for great storytelling, that segues perfectly because Brock Lesnar, as a face, is fucking hilarious, and I cannot say this enough. 
Like, who knew this dude was this this funny on the mic? Um, him and Sami Zayn had a had an exchanging of words, and well, first Sami came out and threatened Paul Heyman, and Brock came out to try to to try to calm Sami down and get to know Sami a little bit mm-hmm. and, and break it down to Sami. Mm-hmm. Even spoke some French with Sammy. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Oui, oui. That's really all he said, but it was just funny as hell. Yeah. And he offered to take Sammy Zayn hunting. So now we have Canadian best friends with Brock Lesnar and Sammy Zayn for all of about two minutes. Uh, because Paul then takes the microphone from Brock. Maybe maybe he took some edibles and, you know, it hasn't quite cleared him. I know they were in California and it's legal best, out there. Best line of the show. Yeah, the edibles were kicking in on him and he had to remind Brock mm-hmm. that, that would have been a one-way ticket to Suplex City. Mm-hmm. And he tries to get Brock to wake up, but he slips up and he says... You are the former and most likely future WWE Universal Champion. Now, with Roman not being there, you know damn well that's going to pop back up again in a a vignette on Friday Night SmackDown. Well, you know, there was was somebody to remind him. Like, you you know somebody's going to be, somebody's just going to isolate that clip of, him saying most likely the future universal champion. Because you know what? Uh, who's there? Who's there every week? Kayla Braxton. Mm-hmm. She pulled right up to him, scared the, scared the hell out of him mm-hmm. to ask him un, very uncomfortable, compromising questions. Yep. And, and the last one she asked him was, well, how do you think Roman's going to feel about that when he comes back? And Paul, in that instant, realized what he did, realized what he mm-hmm. said. <sighs> it's going to be a rough, rough next week. Now, now, WWE might not have done a lot of things right in the year 2021. But whoever's idea it was to give Brock Lesnar a microphone <laughs> and let this man become a face for a little while, probably for the first time in... In a long, long time, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe ever, because mm-hmm. it's hard to remember a time when Brock was this funny. Maybe with Kurt, mm-hmm. I think that's what I think that's the last time Brock was this funny was with Kurt Angle. That's what I believe. Um, so whoever's idea it was to try that out again, kudos to you. If it was Vince, congratulations, you're getting small kudos for that. Small, very small. But it was it was hilarious. I I love Brock Lesnar having the microphone and. Just saying anything that comes to his mind. Because you know damn well that's probably what he's doing. He's just saying whatever comes to his mind at the time. I love that. Um, I love that Roman is so hated that Brock has the ability to come back as a face. Right? Like, like somewhere Roman is such a good bad guy that you root for the bad guy 
Yeah, like Roman has become such a well-hated heel that we now cheer for the guy who used to be the most hated heel. But I think that also comes from the fact that we hated Roman for so long because they were sub- they were shoving good guy Roman in our face mm-hmm. that we were like, no, we need something different. We need something different. So they gave us bad guy Roman. Maybe people hated Brock for so long because, yeah, the part-timing might have been something to do with it. But we were just getting asshole Brock, asshole Brock. Maybe we just wanted a different Brock, too. Yeah. So now we got good Brock, and it's entertaining. It is. I'm not going to lie. Good guy Brock is probably one of the most entertaining things they have going right now. Yeah, I don't think um, I expected to be okay with him and Sami Zayn. But it it is a funny Brock. It is a funny Brock. Yeah, and and he has... He honestly surprised me with his comedic timing. I didn't think he still had it. Like, I know he had it with Kurt, but I didn't think he still had it because, you know, it's been over it's been 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been over a decade. So, you know, it's, I didn't think he still had it, but no, it's still there. Yeah, he's, he's still pretty funny. Yeah, but that, I will give it to them. They're doing some good stuff with that. And in a year that hasn't been the greatest for WWE, um, they got it. They got it right with that one. I will give them that. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they keep doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um. Well, with that being said, I think that was everything that we had on our agenda for the last pod of 2021. Um. Before we get into these shoutouts, I'm just going to throw in a quick question on the fly. Who is somebody in the business? Um, you know what? Let's just do WWE. Who's someone in WWE that you're hoping has a better 2022? They could, and they could have they had a good 2021 and you just want them to have a better year next year. But who's just somebody that you that you're looking forward to seeing what happens with them next year? In the company. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to do NWWE. Because if we just do the business in general, you're probably going to say hook. But just in, in WWE. hook. Send hook. Because we need WWE to get better, man. Um, and that goes without saying. So Maybe you should send you... him hook. No, I'm kidding. No, don't, please we'll don't. We'll never send hook there. Um, no, we, we don't want him in 2.0. Um. In the company? Mm-hmm. Now it can be in either WWE or NXT. I want to see Dom do better. You want to see Dominic do better? He had a great 2020. Slackluster 2021. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Hook do better in 2022. You would love to see Hook do better? No. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Just, Damn it was you and Hook. Jesus. Did I say Hook? Yes, you did. I would love to see Dominic do better in 2022. Maybe he could learn a thing or two from Hook. 
Maybe he could learn a thing. Maybe he could learn a thing or two from Hook. Yeah. Yeah. They were they, they can bond their dads can bond over ECW. Let Dom spend some time with Hook. Yeah. Then maybe I'll be saying send Dom. Um uh, but yeah, I hope Dom does better in 2022 because he could he seemed like he had so much potential and then you know nothing as usual. As per usual. Now which is I weird guess- because he's under 30 and he's I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, me personally, I could I, I could go the generic route and and just say live. Um, but I think that goes without saying. I want live to have a good 20, 2022. Um, I'm going to give an answer that might surprise somebody. That might surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um they they had a decent 2021, but I just I just want something better for them next year. I'm gonna go LA Knight. Mm. He really I'm impressed gonna, you, huh? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm gonna go LA Knight. Um, his his feud with Grimes, um, his promo work has been great. He's starting to get back into that old Eli Drake impact uh, routine with the facts of life. Um, I think he can do some pretty great stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at the Rumble, they normally bring up NXT people for the Rumble. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him in the Rumble for a little bit. Uh, maybe when they do another draft or something, because, you know, they, they're going to try to do it every year now. Maybe they bring him up in a draft or something. Um, but I'm going to say, yeah, I'll say LA Knight. And if I can cheat and throw a second one in, just because he just came to mind, Gable Stevenson. I I just really hope they don't ruin him. Wouldn't be the first Gable. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first Gable, but I just I I hope they don't ruin him. You guys gotta, you guys have a big, strong gold medalist who just so happens to be athletic as well, aside from a great wrestler. So if you can develop him promo wise and all that good stuff, just please don't ruin him. You have, you, you have the formula for success. You know, it's there. You just have to access that old formula that worked before and not the new formula because the new formula hasn't worked with any of your amateur wrestlers. So just go back to that tried and true formula that you had a while back, and it should work. Um, but with that being said, let's jump into these shout outs real quick. The last shout outs of 2021. TV mm. Jobber, go ahead, take it away. Give us your shout outs this week, good sir. Um, my first shout out. I'm going to give to uh, Hook. Uh, send Hook. Oh, my send. God. <laughs> this man. Send Hook. No. Um, my, my, first, my first shout out. Uh, as always, going to be Doghouse Gaming uh, for all your retro gaming needs. 
Oh man, uh, I just bought an Xbox from there, the original Xbox. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and some other games. I, I just went and bought another PS4 from them too. I'm just spending mm-hmm. money. Um, spending so, that yeah. hard earned pod money. Absolutely, sir. Um, <laughs> so go to Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Follow them on Facebook. They are. Um, very responsive and always uploading their new hauls, the new content. They've recently started getting pops. Um, mm-hmm. They're filling their shelves with, uh, I saw a bunch of old Simpsons figures. Um, if you want any of those, I would act fast because I'm probably going to buy all of those myself. Huge Simpsons mm-hmm. fan. Um, so go that they got all kinds of games, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of figures, man. You never know what you're going to find. Um, I found one of the really old Mortal Kombat's the other day, Armageddon, where you used to be able to create people in race because racing was a thing in one of the Mortal Kombat's. <laughs> Just go, go to Doghouse Gaming, follow them on Facebook. Um, that's my first shout out onto the Twitter shout outs. Um, let's go the Ring Fanatics podcast. Uh, let's go with a Recharge Wrestling podcast. Let's go with all these last pods of the year, man. Uh, let's go with Good Cop, Bad Cop. Let's go with uh, 90s Wrestling. And uh, because we haven't done it in a while, and it's the last shout outs of the year, Wrestling Jeebus. Jeebus. Yeah. It's my man. boy. Love Wrestling Jeebus. Oh, and Jaded Wrestling. I can't leave out Jaded Wrestling because it's the last ones of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be my Twitter shout-out. Got you. Uh, so I'm going to go take my shout-outs in. As always, man, Acme Superstore. They got everything from wrestling to Funko Pops to Star Wars to Star Trek. They got Smallville, DC, Marvel, anything you could think of. Comic books galore as well. Go check them out on Instagram and Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, You already know we got to shout out the Dirty Heels podcast, Through the Table podcast, Bobby Rassels at the All About Wrestling podcast, who just might wind up popping up here sooner or later. So you guys might want to check him out. Uh, and, And the Wrestling Fanatics fam as well, man. You got Dita Toy Hunter. You got Joey Reckless. AJ the Collecting Legend. You got Fritzy, you got Fetz, all those people. You got to check them out on Instagram and YouTube if you haven't. Also, Bobby Rassels just started his YouTube channel as well. So go check them out on YouTube, All About Wrestling, two for one. Um, And last but not least, man, shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the fans. Uh, Without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. You guys made this 2021 great. Uh, You guys made it fun and entertaining. You know, we love jumping on here, talking, interacting, having you guys listen to us and interacting with you guys on all our other platforms as well. Yeah, man, without you, none of this is possible. Thank you for tuning in every week. Those who do, those who listen now and then, thank you for that. Those who have visited uh, the YouTube, thank you for that. Those who visited the website since it's launched, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um if you've contributed listened gave a look at in any kind of way over the past year thank you so much man uh we really appreciate it 
Uh, and we're just going to keep rolling out more, man. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, because we got a lot of fun stuff planned for 2022. So if you if you stick around, trust me, you ain't going to regret it because we got some dope stuff in the works. But um, guys, it's the last part of 2021. Stevie Jobber, as always, brother, it is a blessing to have you on. It is a blessing to do this show with you. I'm glad I get to do this with you. And cheers to 2022, man. Let's make 2022 the best year. Absolutely, man. There's no one I'd rather do it with. Right on, right on. Well, guys, that's the episode this week. We will catch you in 2022. So with that being said, stay up, stay blessed, and as always, stay dangerous. Number five, the Saskatchewan.